Hello and welcome to another edition of 41 Files, podcast produced here by 41 Action News. Glad you're with us today as always. I'm 41 Action News Today anchor Taylor Hymnus, joined as always by Digital Director Sam Hartle. Hi, Dan. Hi Sam. Uh, I think it's odd, uh, good morning too, by the way, uh, that we have this giant podcast room. Giant? Well, I mean, it's 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 a, there are four chairs uh-huh. uh, and, and you and I are sitting like a foot apart <laughs> from each other. That's fair. If, I mean, you have good cologne this morning. Yeah, if you if you uh, if you if you get the video version of this or see any video version of this, you'll wonder why are they sitting so closely to one another. Um, I anytime I have a chance to sit next to Sam, I'm going to do it. That's it, I, I, I shaved and showered this morning. I feel like I'm better off uh, in those situations. Uh, we are going to be joined today in a little bit by 41 Action News reporter Sarah Plake uh, to talk about a viral video, now viral video that you likely have seen involving an ICE uh, Immigration Customs Enforcement arrest here in Kansas City and the. Uh, outcry over that and kind of the backlash and what's happened there. There's uh, stories we've covered that uh, this week on 41 Action News. She's going to be joining us a little bit later. But right now we're joined on the phone by 41 Action News reporter Andres Gutierrez, who is on his way to Bramer, Missouri. Uh, Andres, for the people who have not heard this story yet, it's it's really chilling in some instances. Why are you headed to Bramer, Missouri? Why is that such a hotbed of activity right now? Well, right now, the investigation around the disappearance of these two brothers from Wisconsin is focused on a cattle farm up in Bramer, Missouri. It's about an hour and 15 minutes northeast of KCMO. And so here's the gist of what happened. Nick and Justin Demo, uh, they own a livestock company up in northeast Wisconsin. They flew in Saturday for a business trip here in town. They were supposed to be visiting other cattle farms, livestock, uh, checking up on different uh, aspects of their businesses. Their family last heard from them Sunday morning, just before they were supposed to go meet a client. And that was the last time anyone heard or saw them. And so this 35-year-old father of four, 24-year-old brother are now missing. The following day, on Monday, uh, someone in Holt, Missouri, just about south of Cameron, where they were staying at, because they overnighted at the Quality Inn uh, Hotel there, uh, they ended up finding their rental truck, an F-250, that was left running in that commuter lot. Someone spotted that and called the police. Sheriff deputies came out and recovered the abandoned car, uh, truck. In that truck were the carry-on luggage. Uh, they, was, they were supposed to take that flight out of Sunday afternoon out of KCI. They never made it onto the flight. The next day, their truck is found abandoned with their carry-on luggage, and there is no sign of them. And so uh, right now, they have been searching northwest Missouri for these two men. Uh, but the focus of their investigation is this cattle farm in Bramer. They haven't said specifically as to why they're looking at this farm. Uh, but some of the co-workers of these two gentlemen say that that was the farm that they were uh, supposed to visit on Sunday uh, morning. And so that's kind of where things stand now. We're on our way out there to talk to those co-workers and see where the investigation stands now. We did have Chopper fly over this farm yesterday, and there is a command post that's been set up. They have set up a sifting station uh, that right next to a pile of debris that seems to be smoldering yesterday when SkyTracker flew over it. And so just really mysterious, really bizarre disappearance. It's it's chilling, honestly. And and hopefully, uh, we need to put over this entire podcast, 
we sincerely hope there is a good ending to this story. We sincerely hope that police and searchers are able to find Nicholas and Justin Demel. But the the portions of this story that we already know feel like something that you would see in a crime documentary, that kind of thing, because... And, or like Dateline on a Friday night Absolutely. Or it, it feels that way. And, right. and Andres, I didn't know... I You know, we, we had your story this morning on 41 Action News today. I didn't know until we were getting ready for this podcast that the truck, their rental truck, was found running. I didn't... You, you let us know that, and you just mentioned it there. That's, that's odd in itself. A random question. Do you have any idea how much gas was still left in the tank? Was it... I mean, do they have any idea if they could tell how long it had been running? Oh, police haven't released that uh, information. Okay. Uh, that's hopefully something that we'll be able to find today. So you you interviewed people in Bremer yesterday. This is a town of about 900 people is what you said in your story yesterday. You know, right. it, it sounds cliche to say, but people in those small towns, I'm from a small town myself, will always say when this happens and news reporters come out, this kind of stuff doesn't happen around here. And we heard that from people you interviewed yesterday Um but this kind of stuff doesn't really happen in a lot of places. It's 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 odd here. What was the tone? What was the vibe you got from people you talked to yesterday? Is it more – is it shock-based? Is it fear? What's the vibe you got from people in Bremer yesterday? Uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a shock for them. They are not used to it uh, for, for sure. They uh, started noticing that some police choppers flying up above on what would have been Tuesday afternoon in the area, and then – Later that day, they started seeing cops show up at this particular cattle farm. And now we did end up looking through the address, kind of the history of who lives there. And we have learned that at one point that cattle farm was the center of a federal investigation uh, regarding cattle fraud. And so we're not, uh, for for the time being, since no one's been named as a suspect or charged, we're kind of just straying away from that for the time being. But... This particular cattle farm has been uh, at the focal of a focus of another investigation uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, and so an individual was charged and sent to prison for that. Char- for that, but uh, we're at this time law enforcement haven't uh, announced that they're looking for a suspect. They haven't charged anyone or arrested anyone that we know of at this point. Uh, and uh, for them, a lot of people are just kind of you know you know just kind of in shock as to what, you know, what's happened, uh, if anything uh, has happened. Again, a lot of people hoping for the safe return of these two men. Uh, They just hope that, you know, it is something nefarious or sinister that has happened to these men. And so uh, we know that his wife, uh, Nick's wife, and and Justin's girlfriend are still in Wisconsin. Uh, They are hoping for the safe return, and we hope that that's the ending that they'll get. So uh, the two gentlemen are from the Green Bay area, kind of on the outskirts of of Green Bay. Uh, We've been working really closely with our Scripps sister station, WGBA, which is the NBC affiliate uh, up in Green Bay. They spoke with uh, Nicholas's wife, Lisa, uh, and she said that she had last spoken to her husband on Sunday. And and, and the quote that kind of got me... You know, she described the situation, you know, as it's draining. It's just on your mind 24-7, not sleeping, can't eat. I think it's our children that are keeping me going. Really powerful stuff from from the people up in uh, in the Green Bay area. Uh, Andres, are there any people from Wisconsin that have joined the search down here? Yeah, they have. Uh, so the coworkers of Nick and Justin are in town. 
uh, Rob Chupp is one of them. And so we're hoping to speak with him later today. But he has, he, they ended up getting in their car, doing the nine-hour drive from Wisconsin down here uh, to Bramer to be in the area in case uh, some word gets down of, of if they find the, the two gentlemen. How far is Holt, where their truck was found, from Bramer, Andres? It's about 15 minutes away. It's, uh, it, you just got to stay east on uh, Highway 116. So okay. it's not that far away from and and from and if you if you said this and I missed it I apologize from either law enforcement or uh, family friends of of the brothers that you've spoken to do we have specifics of the person they were supposed to be meeting with during this this visit or they just ha- or just where they were going they they just had uh, they were in town again to deal with uh, some of their cattle and livestock clients. Uh, but they haven't said really much as to who they were meeting, and police haven't given that information as well. Okay. But so if, if they have it, they're not releasing it to us just yet. It's Correct. It's, it's, I mean, like I said at the top of this, it's, it's chilling. It's, it's creepy to think about that, that two grown men can go missing. And I, and I don't know why that detail of the, the truck still running is so odd to me and, and adds, adds this extra element of, um, I guess just odd is the best word to it, but it does. That 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 is a that's a strange detail that I that I had missed before, Andres, and it's 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 creepy. I think I think one of the interesting things from from the very second that that we posted the story online, uh, I think it was uh, probably Tuesday or something like that. This is the the interest in the story uh, is beyond kind of sort of what I thought it might be. Really, uh, it was our most popular web story. Uh, uh, you know, yesterday um, was top of the charts. This morning, uh, it was our best performing Facebook post on on Wednesday. Uh, so clearly, I, I'm interested, Andres. What what's your guess on 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 why people are so interested on this one? Well, it's a universal theme. You know, you have so many folks who have loved ones who travel for business. And you just hope that they make it back home safe. And that's one of those things that in this circumstance has not happened. And so you now have these loved ones up in uh, Wisconsin who thought that, you know, their loved ones were going to make this trip for just a few days, for two days, you know, literally flew in Saturday. They were supposed to fly out Sunday afternoon. And now there's no word. And it is uh, now Thursday as we're recording this. Uh, so it's almost a week later. And still no word. Uh, just they have vanished. Andres, you're... Uh, so, it, you know... You, oh, go ahead. It, you know, it's like, you know, a parent's worst nightmare. Something happens to their children. For adults, it's, you know, if their loved one goes on a business trip and they just disappear. Uh, so it's a universal theme that I think strikes with uh, the court with so many folks who are reading the story or listening uh, to the story. Uh, as I, We've talked, you know, it's beginning to get some national attention uh, because of the circumstances. So, so t- and I, so important to also note, you know, that uh, you know these are small law enforcement agencies that are not used to dealing with these cases, and so they have activated what's called a major's case squad, and so they're getting they're pooling resources. The Missouri Highway Patrol has uh, stepped in uh, to help them out, uh, and you, we had the Platte County Sheriff's Office bring in their huge command uh, unit yesterday, so. Again, right now, you know, it's kind of small communities uh, always come together, uh, as is the case with law enforcement agencies that are just not used to dealing with this kind of, uh, 
you know, serious and really huge situation. You're a pretty diehard news consumer. Uh, you're a veteran journalist in, in Kansas City now. Does this case have any, any comparison uh, that, that you can think of? Uh, we well, we were driving back and we were talking about just the the, the Kyler used. Uh, you know, it kind of it kind of reminded me of that case. Uh, Kyler used uh, being uh, he's right now awaiting his trial in the uh, death of uh, Jessica Runyans and uh, Kara Kapetsky. Uh and so just they van- vanished. Uh, were never seen or heard from their car. The car ended up uh, being found burned in South Kansas City. Uh, Jessica Runyon's car, uh, and it turned out to be the suspect was Kyler Hughes. And so it brought about a lot of those memories in that trial uh, set to happen later this year. Well, and this, again, you talk about the national attention this has gotten. This is the second uh, Missouri-related case in the last few days that something like this has happened where we have uh, the young woman who was an Ole Miss student uh, who was killed down there. She's from Missouri, obviously wasn't necessarily traveling down there, but she's from Missouri, was at another place where you hope and family hope that they're going to be okay. And then she was killed and the autopsy results uh, come out recently. She died from multiple gunshot wounds. So this is, that's, that's the kind of ending here that family is hoping not to hear, but the pieces that we have gathered already, as far as what we know about what we know for certain about what has happened seem uh, grim and seem like they're going to lead to a not so happy ending uh, in this case. Uh, so you're headed to Bramer there today. Uh, Andres, again, remind us who you're hoping to be able to speak to today while you're in Bramer. Uh, hopefully the uh, co-workers who are in town uh, right. here uh, and helping out the search and just get some updates of law enforcement uh, and also learn more about the, the folks who live on this property. Uh, again, this this being the, the focal point of a previous investigation, a federal investigation at that. Uh, so we're kind of just hoping to uh, give some more context uh, to this mysterious experience. Well, Andres, uh, please be careful as you head your way there today. We will learn more from Andres Gutierrez today on 41 Action News today. If you're not as familiar with the story, uh, it's pretty easy to find on social media, but you can go to KSHB.com to read more. Andres, what's your, real quick, uh, you'll be tweeting any updates on the story, whether it's today or down the road. Where can people find you on social? Absolutely. My Twitter is uh, at AF Gutierrez, B-A for my first name. Middle initial is F, by the way, short for Felipe. And uh, Gutierrez. Uh, and then also uh, Facebook, KSHB Andres. Also, I didn't know his middle name was Felipe. Mm. How about that? So you can follow yeah. Andres on Twitter as he follows along with this case, hopefully for a, hopefully an update that that has some better news than we've, we've learned so far. Andres, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. And our 41 Files podcast continues today because we've had lots of big news going on. So we've got a second big story we're following lately that's gotten a lot of reaction online, both the story that we've done and the fact that it started really online. I'm joined by 41 Action News reporter Sarah Plake. Hi, Sarah. Hi. So this started with a uh, Facebook Live video, right? So we're talking about if you if you haven't seen the story moving around, there was an uh, an ICE, an Immigration Customs Enforcement arrest in Kansas City earlier this week mm-hmm. uh, that was streamed live on Facebook, uh, in which uh, both ICE and Kansas City Police Department uh, were involved in an arrest that. Um, took several minutes to get a person out of a car. They were requesting a person, a man, get out of the car, um, and it took about 20 minutes is what I understand over the entire course of the thing. Eventually, the officer's breaking the window of this car, and I want to make sure and get this person's name right. His name is Florencio Milan Vasquez. He's a 32-year-old man, 
taken out of the car there, and it was um, Cheyenne Hoyt who was streaming that video, and that's uh, Florencio's partner, right? Yes. Or, or, okay. Mm-hmm. And so she was she was streaming this video. It's been viewed earlier this week. It was more than 20,000 times. I'm sure it's higher than that by oh, yeah. now. Uh, tell us about this story. Well, uh, Cheyenne, she's uh, she's the girlfriend, and they mm-hmm. were getting ready to take their. Um, they have eleven year old, and then I, I believe a seven month old, and uh, they're getting ready to take the baby to the doctor's. Um, she's got some sort of uh, medical situation. The baby uh, does. The baby does, mm-hmm. and uh, so they were in the car, um, and I, they had not left their apartment complex, and so from the video, you see her in the back seat, kind of panning around, and um, some ice cars they were jeeps had essentially blocked them in and so there we didn't see it in the video but apparently before i guess before she started recording she said that the ice agent said that we've got a warrant you need to get out of the car okay so from my understanding um a lot of immigrants are told um over and over and over again um whether it's immigrant rights groups um different lawyers know your rights conoce and that's what it is. And so, you know, I, I need to ask for a warrant. I need to, ask, you know, don't sign anything. Don't say anything. Um, however, since they were in a car, their privacy, you know, that standard of you can't come in here um, is a lot lowered because it's not their home. Right. So, But he asks repeatedly for a warrant in the it, video. Right. And so that's when the video, that's where we come in and they keep asking and asking and asking, where's the warrant? Where's the warrant? Yeah. Um, she had said that the ICE agents told her, well, it's a, it's a paperless warrant. And then later on in the video, we hear them say, well, actually, we don't, we don't need a warrant. You know, um, you need to get out of the car. He says no. Um, and they keep telling him, we don't want to have to do this. We're going to break the window in. This is happening. You're going to, you know, and all the while their kids are in the back seat. You can tell they're, they're scared. Um, so eventually they call KCPD in for backup uh, to, to help in the situation. Um, and I'll get to KCPD later uh, in a minute. But so eventually they, they break out the window and he goes and they arrest him. Um, so this sparked a lot of outrage because uh, a lot of people are saying, well, where was the warrant? Where was it? The actual physical warrant. Where is the warrant at? I thought that's what was supposed to happen. Right. So I said they they don't need a warrant in this type of situation. And the police say, well, if a cop tells you you're under arrest, I'm sorry, you're under arrest. You got to get out. You got to comply. No matter what you think, Uh, you know, no matter if you think the arrest was unlawful or not, you're under arrest. Right. So we had looked up the law and, you know, uh, ICE agents can do certain things without a warrant if they believe that. You know, the situation um, uh, requires it. So if they think the person um, is likely to escape before they're able to get a warrant, right? Um, they can basically they can do anything without a warrant. Um, and when they do use warrants, they don't even need it. They don't need a judge to, to sign it. So we got we ha- got that explained to us because a lot of us aren't very familiar with the way ICE works. So um, and, and so then they held a, uh, a conference, a news conference. It was Cheyenne and a bunch of other um, immigrants, uh, immigrant rights groups and things um, kind of calling out the police a lot more so. Um, why were you there? Why were you helping? Why were you facilitating? And so KCPD made it very clear we, we did not arrest him. We didn't take him into our custody. It's just ICE called us. And in those sorts of situations, we come out and we help to protect the safety of all those around. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of criticism because they broke the window and glass went everywhere. There were kids in the back seat. Um, they weren't hurt. Um, but this is this was a, a really sensitive uh, topic here in Kansas City for the last week or so. 
Um, another one of the most famous as far as uh, immigration rights and that kind of thing, stories that we've covered just in recent years is that of Syed Jamal. Cat Reed, 41 Action News reporter, actually spoke to Mr. Jamal this week about this story. If you haven't had a chance to watch that, I encourage you to go to KCHB.com and watch that so you can hear some of his, his reaction. Sam, what's the what's the response to this story been like as far as how we've covered it? What are people saying this about on Facebook and that kind of thing? How are people responding? Well, you know, anytime you have this type of a story – Sometimes the comments on Facebook are pretty predictable. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. people have their lanes, their viewpoints, and stories that come up on this issue. You know, they'll they'll approach those stories from the perspective that they already have built in. And approach them pretty hot at a lot of times. Oh, they, yes. they, they, they bring pretty strong opinions a lot of time. Right. And, and so, you know, it, it, it points to certainly interest in, in these types of stories. Uh, you know, there's certainly in this particular one, I know that Sarah had mentioned that there's a couple of different uh, layers to the story. Oh, yeah. Um, and I hope that you get to the get back to the KCPD section of it. But, you know, certainly in, in terms of interest, it's it's uh, it's been one of our highest performing stories. Um, the entire week. And, and, you know, the sad part of it is, you know, I probably could have told you that that would be the case um, when the story first, you know, broke with yeah. the Facebook Live. It is jarring to watch some of the video. You mentioned the kids being in the car, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I want to let you get back to KCPD right now because, and correct me if I'm wrong, both ICE and KCPD have released statements about what happened, both yes. kind of defending themselves as to what oh, happened, yes. right? Well, yeah. And, you know, and that's the conversation right now is, is, People who are um, supportive of immigrants um, in these types of situations will say, well, why are you targeting this man who is, you know, by all by all appearances, a family man and who is working? Why are you targeting him? Well, I we know that enforcement has ramped up lately and they in a statement, they said, well, A, we had no other choice than to break the window because we tried to talk him out of the car for 20 minutes, and this was our only this was our only option. So I sent us a statement, and they said that he, um, uh, Milan Vasquez, had been deported, I think, in 2011, and he had come back. And uh, they said he was a, a fugitive um, and that he had been convicted of misdemeanor charges. Um, they didn't go into detail about what those misdemeanor charges were, but we looked them up. And um, over the last, you know, from 2008, 2009, and here and there, he had some uh, traffic charges from, you know, driving without a license, driving without insurance. Speeding. Speeding. We're, I'm looking at them here on our website um, right now. Charges took place in 2008, 2009, 2012, and 2015. In yeah. 2011, he returned to Mexico under a voluntary departure order. But mm-hmm. came back to the U.S. five days later under a different name. Yes. He was then deported at that time too. Yes, and so now he's in ICE custody pending removal back to back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, all his, his team and his lawyers are trying to keep him here. Um, I think now the 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 bar is set after. Syed Jamal, yeah. um, the, the chemist from Lawrence who was taken in custody now, um, he essentially, um, he was not deported. I mean, it was this big, long, drawn-out. It was a long process. It was a drawn-out process. And now I think everybody's looking at that case to say, well, we can do it, too. I We need to keep our, our dad here or whatever. Um, I, I'm not sure uh, what's going to happen with Milan Vasquez's case uh, and if you can compare it to Syed Jamal's. But um, I, I know that they're they're trying to figure out some sort of stay or trying to keep him here. But... Um, but going back to KCPD, um, a lot of people, the reason why people are so fired up is because why are you helping ICE? Um, that That's not what KCPD is supposed to do. That's what people are saying. Um, you are not supposed to enforce what ICE is enforcing. And so KCPD, they have been very defensive of their actions, but they said, look, we get called into these situations all the time. We're just there for backup. And 
in no way, shape, or form do we have him in custody. Well, they, and they made a, a pretty clear in oh, yeah. several of their statements, yes. um, in, including from some of their community interaction officers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one from South Patrol, where they're like, we didn't break that window. And, I and did, people, yeah. Right. And, and you can find those on our website right now, kshp.com. Uh, and then I think the other interesting thing when it came to, to reactions among local leaders was uh, the mayor's. Uh, Mayor James came out and, and I was about to read. We've got it on our website yeah. too. He, what, he, what did he say? He tweeted uh, on July 23rd, which was Tuesday. Kansas City welcomes everyone. This is our city, and these are our neighbors and our friends. We look out for each other. We mourn together, and we celebrate together. And we must continue to stand together to demand equal justice under the law for all our residents, no matter where we come from or how we got here. Right. We haven't heard from Mayor-elect Quentin Lucas. Though. No, we've not. And that's, I mean, Mayor Mayor Elect Lucas takes takes office next week. Next Thursday is when he's sworn in on August the first. Um, so obviously, some not not really veiled words at all there from outgoing Mayor Sly James. He's that's pretty clear what he's referencing in in, in both the timeline and the wording he uses. Um, obviously, what? with the strong Sam, go ahead, you were going to no, say. No, I, so I think he he's his Mayor James's statement is reflective of the city's broader position. Yeah. On on this issue for for. Several months for several years going yeah. back, um, especially since this has uh, been more of a, a topical issue. Um, and I think that's what caught people off guard when they saw KCPD's involvement of it. It's like, well, wait, I, th- I thought our city was, I don't know if you want to call it progressive on this issue or however you want to describe the city's position on it. Um, but that was the the assumed position of the city. And so I think it was jarring. And you mentioned this, that it's like, oh, wait, our police department, maybe they're not like directly involved but they get themselves involved in a lot of these different cases and the the difficulty here um as with so many of these cases continues to be uh the way that both people and law enforcement respond to the person and to the instance where we see the video Mm -hmm. and to the law itself and that's something that congressman cleaver talked about congressman emmanuel cleaver spoke out as well he said there's no debate that the apprehended individual broke the law but the law itself is more than broken and that was what he included in his statement there where he's Obviously, the Democratic side in, in Congress is is taking a vastly different approach than what Republicans, especially President Trump, are doing with this and mm-hmm. how they're responding to it. But it's it's a different it's it's interesting to watch how different parties respond, whether to the act itself and to the people involved, or to the law itself and whether that's broken and what we should be criticizing. And that's going to continue to be the issue and, until we have. I think some sort of clarity. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, and that's no surprise at the news conference where Cheyenne spoke out and yeah. she had all these people behind her, um, different immigrant rights organizations like AIR and uh, KS Moda and um, SEIC. Um, they were saying, yeah, it's the law, but it doesn't that doesn't mean it's right. That right. doesn't mean the law is right. So I mean, that this is a whole other can of worms and sure. this law is <laughs> it's not going anywhere. I don't think anytime soon. But, because it's um, easy for people who have never been in a situation anything <laughs> right. like this to I don't want to say throw stones, but to point out, well, well, that's the law, and it's yep. the law becomes um, much less black and white. And I don't mean it, I'm pardon the pun. I apologize, but the to, not to use a color situation here, but the the law becomes much less stark um, whenever you're in the middle of it. I think a lot of people would argue. Well, and everybody's pointing to the kids. Look at the kids; they're in the car. Yeah, excuse me, they're in the car. Why did you have to break With the broken window? Glass but and of that course, kind of thing. but but ICE and, and KCPD said we we were very patient with them. We talked with him for 20 minutes. This was our last resort. And even in the video, can, you can hear the ICE agent say, this was his choice. We and a lot did of people, it because of him. And yeah, a lot of people and, upset about whether or not he was able to speak to his children in the video. And they talk about in the video, 
after the way you just treated us, this is the law enforcement officer talking about after the way you just dealt with us during this thing, you should be glad we're letting you talk to your kids at all. And it was, it's a, it's it's his girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's, uh, it's something that's not going to go away. Um, we're going to keep following this. I don't know what's going to happen. Because he's still in custody here. The, uh, to my understanding, yeah. And okay. he's, got, he's got a lawyer. Um, but uh, when you have a, re- a pending removal to Mexico, I just um, that can happen very quickly or can um, be held up in a variety of ways based on what his lawyer does. So we're going to keep, you know, we're going to stay on top of the story. Yeah. Well, and if, you, if you're not familiar with the story, if you haven't watched the video again, you can go to KSHP.com for the latest there. And again, Kat Reed, 41 Action News reporter, did a companion piece to this talking to Syed Jamal after the, uh, what we were just referencing there, what he went through in the last couple of years over his case that was uh, in our newscast and on our website. Very often you should watch that too to see his reaction to that. Uh, but uh, it's an interesting story and we'll stay on top of it. Sarah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Again, thanks so much for joining 41 Files. We've got lots going on from the 41 Podcast Network. Of course, of course, 4th and 1 picking up big time now. So with football season getting ready to start, we hope you will enjoy all of the 41 Action News podcast. But especially thanks for listening to 41 Files. See ya. What are you doing? Right now, Sam, describe your actions. Uh, I am re-registering a uh, telephone number. Because I was was very confused because Andres called in and said a phone line is not working, Mm -hmm. and Sam picked up his laptop. Okay, I'm on it. And I I continued watching. I thought – I mean I watched for a couple of minutes, and I thought I I don't – I don't have the information to understand what's going on here Mm -hmm. that Sam can pick up his laptop – and repair a phone line. And I I was very confused. So now we know. You're re-registering. Easy for me to say. A, uh, but it's not, the site is not. Uh, attempting to re-register, I guess, is a better way to put it. Just got my email notification about uh, the 41 Action News Nebraska Furniture Mart cook-off coming oh, up yeah. next month. Yeah. Um, last year, I my team, Lindsay Anderson and I, placed third out of three. Um this year, uh, I have a different teammate, Lindsay Shively, and I don't know what's going to happen there. But I, I Andres, you can talk to Taylor for one second. Okay. Andres, how the heck are you, man? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. What are you? Where are you at? Where are you? Where are you headed? What are you doing? We are leaving the metro, heading towards Braemar. Heading towards Braemar again. About an hour drive ahead of us, still. Is it basically due north of Kansas City, or in which direction are we talking about? Northeast. Northeast of Kansas City. Okay. Well, Sam is Sam has uh, has gone MIA, so I don't know what's happening. Okay, I'm sitting in a podcast room with headphones on, talking into a microphone, and I'm by myself. So, gotcha. it's it's pretty pathetic situation currently. <laughs> Do you have any other folks in studio with you? We had we had Sarah here already. Sarah did her okay. segment on the ice stuff, and then she she bailed out. Now Larry's walked in, and Larry's going to fix it. Okay, right. <laughs> Larry said, sure. <laughs> Try turning it off and turning it back on again. I always feel like a klutz when Larry's like, well, have you power cycled it yet? And I'm always like, well, no. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you shouldn't have to. Uh, this, this here is PoE. So you got to just unplug the network. Okay. Unplug it back on. Does it take a second to reinitialize? POE. 
power over Ethernet. Larry, what is it you'd say exactly that you do here? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Yeah, we're recording. If you have, you've got something, I mean, this is your moment, Larry. My moment to shine. Yeah. Larry's uh, one of our engineering staff, a dynamic individual here at Forty One Action News, and he's uh, he's fixing us up. I hear a ringing. My connection was interrupted. Are you calling Andres? The network change was detected. Are you calling Andres at this point? Or is he calling us? No. There are um, many times in my professional career that I feel basically useless, and this is (laughs) high on the list. Sitting in a podcast studio, talking into a microphone with headphones on. I'm the only person in the room with headphones on. Uh, Sam's got a laptop that controls phones. And Larry is... Pushing buttons and unplugging things and talking about POE. Um, you know, some things put put you in perspective, and this is one of them. Larry's back. Larry, what's the POE situation? Powered on. <laughs> the P being power is operative. Yeah, I know. I. I have some pretty dulcet tones here, Larry, and I like to hear them. Mm-hmm. If I'm the voices in your head, I am deeply sorry. Mm. At this point, I feel like I'm the only one in the room not knowing what we're expecting to happen because both Larry and I'm Sam... I'm looking for a, a green light. Up, oh, Then there we have it. Andres? Hello? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there we go. Hmm. Thank you, Larry. We good? Got, we got him. Larry fixed it. I don't know how. Excellent. But I, it was mostly, I mean, I, it couldn't have been done without me. I know that. Yes, probably. Here's my suggestion. We have to play that entire thing as part of the podcast. I will figure out a way to do that. <laughs> like a bonus feature. If you'd like to hear Taylor's narration of our technical difficulties. Well, it was on video. So. Oh, man. 